I'm Courtney Lundeen, and welcome to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Do you find yourself wishing you could have more moms, sisters, and friends encouraging you and pouring into you, inspiring you to live as the mom God has called you to be? Too often, our culture minimizes the role of motherhood, but I believe that being a mom is a high calling, and we're answering the call and stepping up to the plate. I love simplicity and efficiency, habits and routines, but my favorite part of life is being a mom. If you want practical strategies to lighten your load, simplify your life, let some things be easy, and make room for what matters most, you're in the right place. I'll remind you that every blessing and provision is God's and help you reflect that mindset in your homes and to your families. Thanks for joining me, friend. I'm glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today's episode is something new I haven't done before, but I always love when the podcasts that I listen to do an episode kind of like this, so I thought I would do one too. So here it is. 10 things I'm loving right now. Some of these are things and some of these are not really things, (laughs) so hopefully it will be interesting to you. Before we start, I want to let you guys know officially that something new and fun is headed to Elevate Motherhood. I've been working super hard on something for a long time and it's almost ready to share. The first people who get to know about this fun surprise will be the people on my email list. So if you want to join my email list and receive an email as soon as we can announce the big news, head to CourtneyLundeen.com email and I will include that link in the show notes for this episode as well. So here we go for this episode, 10 things I'm loving right now. The first one I have mentioned on my Instagram a few times, but I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast, and that is my favorite cookbook. So the disclaimer here is I'm actually not a big chef. My husband is actually the chef in the family. He loves cooking. He's super good at cooking. So it was kind of like an adjustment to my expectations when we got married and Um, We got into a great rhythm now where I would like do the grocery shopping, make sure we have all the staples, but he would actually do most of the cooking. I don't know how to explain it. I was sort of in charge of the cooking, but he would like sweep in at the last minute and actually like do the cooking most of the time. I'm just mentioning this part of the story in case anyone else is like at the beginning of their marriage or even several years into their marriage, but maybe something is not like fully aligned with what your expectations would be. Like if you thought you were going to be the one cooking, but it feels more natural for the other person to be the one cooking. So something hopefully you can learn from me on this podcast is just to seek out the times you can let something be easy and get out of your own way and unsubscribing to rules that aren't really rules. This was one of those times for me. So once we figured out what worked for us and how we could both best support each other in that area, it just felt easy and so good. So anyway, now my husband is in dental school full time and all of a sudden year seven of marriage, I am trying to do more of the cooking. So we try to eat pretty clean, which is sometimes actually harder for me because a lot of times healthy meals don't really have recipes. They're just like meats and veggies that people who are good at cooking just like know what to do with with these ingredients without a recipe. And I'm not really one of those people. So enter the defined dish cookbook. I'm telling you, this is the cookbook that I use 99% of the time. I mentioned this on the decision fatigue episode. The internet is great for a lot of things, but for me and cooking meals, the internet just has way too many options. I just look at this one cookbook or I use recipes that my friends have sent me. And I posted about the Defined Dish cookbook on Instagram and so many of you responded and said you also love it. 
And that made me feel really happy. So the author or chef is Alex Snodgrass. And I feel like she just nails the perfect combination of easy and healthy and delicious. It is step-by-step detailed enough for someone like me without really a natural knack for cooking to follow. And it seriously always turns out great. After mentioning it on Instagram, several of you told me to get her newer cookbook too, which is called The Comfortable Kitchen. And I did, and I've only made two things in it so far, but we are two for two on loving the new cookbook as well. So if you're in the market for a go-to cookbook, definitely check her out. Alex Snodgrass, The Defined Dish Cookbook and The Comfortable Kitchen Cookbook. So number two on my list of things I'm loving right now is a specific set of organic sheets I got for Christmas last year. So we have had them like a year and a half and I literally always think these are the best sheets. (laughs) I have admitted to you guys that I am kind of like an over-researcher and I just like to really think too much about every little thing, (laughs) but I really wanted organic sheets that are soft and comfortable and didn't cost a million dollars and I feel like I found them. Since we've had them this long and I still think they are great, I figure they are worth telling you guys about. They are called Bam Pure Bamboo Sheets and I found them on Amazon. It says they are 100% organic certified bamboo. And they have that O-E-K-O text approval. Um, they are about $100 on Amazon at the time I'm recording this. But there's also a 20% off coupon you can apply. And I've seen that coupon several times when I've looked at these sheets. So hopefully whenever you're listening to this episode, you would be able to get that deal too. There are a few colors and they are deep enough for our mattress, which isn't necessarily a super deep mattress. But I have had some sheets that didn't seem deep enough to fit over the mattress. There's also a large elastic that goes under the corner of each bed to hold the sheets down, and that works and stays in place better than other ones I've tried to. So that's literally all I know about sheets. I can't think of anything else to say about sheets, but if you're in the market for some organic sheets, hopefully you would like these too. So I'll link to those in the show notes. Number three on the list of things I'm loving right now is the Fruit of the Spirit song by Uncle Charlie. My kids and I have been listening to this song on their Spotify playlist forever now, and we love it. It is kind of a funny song. It says, like, the fruit of the spirit's not a coconut, not a lemon, stuff like that. My kids laugh at it, but mainly it has really helped all of us learn the fruit of the spirit. I will admit there are times I could not recite the fruit of the spirit, probably, and literally because of this song, I will never not know the fruit of the spirit ever again. I think this song is, like, imprinted in my brain because my kids have listened to it so much. They learned this song for the first time at their Mother's Day Out school that they go to. So anyway, if you have Spotify, I know it's there. And otherwise, I'm sure you can find it online. It's called The Fruit of the Spirit by Uncle Charlie. And if you subscribe to my emails, I recently sent an email that had a list of probably like 20 favorite kids songs with direct links to Spotify. So if you're not on my email list, go ahead and enjoy my email and hopefully more good things like that are coming your way. Number four thing I'm loving right now is the shared calendar. I mentioned this in episode seven and it's called use your phone to streamline your life. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, go find it. My husband and I kind of geek out about how much we love this shared calendar. When we are around other couples who don't use one or don't know what we're talking about, we are like, really? How do you function? You need to get one. It just helps us so much stay on the same page. Basically, it's just on our iPhone's main calendar that's our calendar we use for everything. And when either one of us adds something to our calendar, it goes to our shared calendar. It's updated in real time and both of us can see the same calendar. You can also have non-shared calendars. If you already use your calendar for work or whatever, you can just add another calendar to the app. You can choose to view multiple calendars at the same time or you can unselect one and only view one at a time. 
we have a secondary shared calendar with my husband's school schedule, and I don't normally have that one selected to view at all times. Every once in a while, if I'm wondering, like, what time does he get out of class on a Tuesday, I can just select that calendar and see his whole calendar pop up. So um, we also have a shared calendar with my mother-in-law because she helps us with our kids pretty often. And once we ask her and she's agreed to watch them at a particular time, we all just put it on that shared calendar. So we all know that we have confirmed that date and time and we can all see it. So anyway, it is just so helpful. You know, when you're trying to make plans and I feel like before we had the shared calendar, we were like, okay, let me ask my husband or wife before making any plans because we never remembered like what was going on all the time. And now we can just see right then if the date is available or not. And we still mostly ask each other to be polite and stay on the same page and everything. But it is just a huge head start to always be able to see what's on our calendar. So try it if you haven't yet. And like I said, I do walk through more details on how to set that up. So check out episode seven if you need more guidance on how to do it. The number five, fifth thing I'm loving right now is my kids being in sports. I just really, really love motherhood, as you guys know by now. And honestly, I thought as a mom, I'd be more in the camp of don't be busy, just stay home, let them play outside. And truthfully, I really am more in that camp. But my kids are just doing some sports right now, and we really all love it way more than I thought we would. My kids are both not in school full-time yet, so maybe that's why I still feel like we have plenty of time at home, and we are home a lot, and we love being home. But we also are really loving kids sports. Um, My son is playing soccer right now, and I have met some amazing moms who are my really good friends now, and that in itself has been one of the biggest unexpected blessings in my life. I really cherish these mom friends, and it's really all because I signed my kid up for soccer. So there have been other siblings we've gotten to know as friends for my daughter too, and it has really just been a positive experience. My daughter is doing dance and gymnastics right now, which sounds like a lot for a two-year-old, But the gymnastics is while my son is at school because he goes to school more day of the week than her. So it doesn't even tie up any of our family evening time. And her dance happens right after school. So it's before dinner too. Um, And we're back home before my husband even gets home from school. So it's not like we're giving up more than one evening a week to do kids sports, which I recognize is a blessing to be able to do these things during the day with her. So anyway, I really think it has taught my kids that sports in general have taught my kids to be brave, try new things, be physically active and social. There have just been so many positive things. So if anyone is like me and was kind of scared to dip into kids sports, I just want to say maybe you really will enjoy it. And I would say my advice is have your expectations just be that they learn to be brave. They learn to be on a team. They learn to have fun and not really that they are going to make a lot of baskets or score a lot of goals and just don't put the pressure on them or or you, especially if you're just brand new at this. Just try to have it be an overall positive experience without putting too much pressure on your expectations. Um, my family growing up was really into sports and that's where we met a lot of our family friends. So I'll speak to it even from the kid point of view. It was really fun for us. It's probably just like anything in life. It is what you make it. But hopefully you can do something that your kid enjoys and keep it fun. And hopefully the whole family will think it's fun. You never know where you'll run into some unexpected blessings. So I'm just thankful for that right now in the form of kids sports. And the number six thing I'm loving right now, (laughs) so random, but it is called a safer home indoor plug-in fly trap. It seems kind of weird to be talking about bugs on this podcast and I kind of don't like it already, (laughs) but this product is so good. So hear me out. I saw an Instagram ad for it. And the Instagram ad told me to go to Home Depot and get it. And it must have been like a really convincing ad because I didn't even like check Amazon like I do 50 times a day. I literally drove to Home Depot and I never go to that store. I am just cracking up thinking about that must have been a really good ad. 
but I found it on Amazon now. So you guys don't have to go to Home Depot like I did unless you want to, of course. They do have fun carts for kids to drive. They have like little steering wheels. So anyways, this was not supposed to be an ad for Home Depot, but this thing plugs into an electric outlet and it's like a little sticky sheet of paper and has a little tiny blue light that attracts and kills the bugs like flies and fruit flies or moths. All of those bugs we don't want flying around our home. I love that it's chemical free and even if a kid touches it, I don't think it would hurt them because it's just sticky. It's not going to like make their hands stuck to it forever or anything. And it just plugs into an outlet. I have mine plugged into a kitchen outlet um, like above the counter so my kids can't really reach it anyway. But it works surprisingly really well. And we leave our door open a lot because my kids play outside a lot and I just don't want bugs flying around in my house. So anyway, I'm sorry if you're a bug lover. I know this is kind of like a downer thing for you, but it really has been great for my home. And I've had mine for probably at least six months. And that initial package, I think it came with three. It was still going strong and I'm just now about to buy like a replacement. So you can buy just like the sheets. You don't have to buy the whole thing every time. I will link to that in the show notes. So number seven thing I'm loving right now is called the Primal Kitchen brand of ketchup. I am really in the habit of reading ingredients as I grocery shop, and I just haven't found a ketchup that compares to this one. It has absolutely no added sugar, no high fructose corn syrup, which those are things I always try to avoid on ingredient lists. And this ketchup tastes so good. It's really the only kind we have bought for a few years now, and I know it is a few dollars more than regular ketchup. The hard thing about this list that I'm making of 10 things is that Some of these things I'm loving right now are things and things cost money and everyone has different opinions on how they want to spend their money. So if you're looking for the cheapest ketchup, this is not it and you can just ignore this. But if you are able to spend a few dollars extra on ketchup and you want the best ingredients, in my opinion, this is it. You can buy it at Target. It comes in a glass bottle or we also buy it directly from the Primal Kitchen website because you can get a bigger plastic squeeze bottle and the price is a little bit better from their website. So check it out. The next thing, number eight on my list is food delivery and Instacart. It is funny how much I've talked about food here and even sometimes on my Instagram, I just laugh because I think about, I've talked about food more than I would have ever thought. But I think it's just because food isn't in my natural talent wheelhouse. So when I find something that works, I just feel so happy about it and I want to share. So I want to convince you for a second that your time is valuable. If you work or if someone in your family works, if you earn money with your time, your time is valuable. Even if not, your time with your family is valuable. All of it. Time is a resource which is just always flying by and we can't get it back. So saving time is a convenience and a luxury. If you can do anything to save yourself time, that is amazing. You are lucky. You are blessed. If you drive instead of walking, you are paying for the convenience of getting there faster. If you go to a restaurant and pay someone else to make your food, you are paying for that convenience of not having to make that food yourself. So before you write off grocery delivery as a convenience only for super fancy rich people, hear me out. Divide the price of the service by how many times you go to the grocery store per year. It would probably be a dollar or a couple of dollars. Would you want to save that amount of dollars each time for someone else to buy your time and bring you groceries? Yes, you do tip each time. And yes, sometimes there are service fees. And yes, some but not all the grocery stores have different prices online than they do in store. But I kind of want to encourage you to just do the math and decide for yourself how much your time is worth and if it is worth it for you before you write off grocery delivery as a convenience that you can't afford. Grocery delivery for me also saves me money spent on impulse buys when I'm at the store. If you're not there, you're not at Target walking down the aisle, you don't see that cute throw pillow, you don't buy it. You don't see those snacks you're looking at while you're hungry walking down the aisles, you don't buy them. I can also look at my pantry as I'm making my list because I'm doing it on my phone so I don't get to the store and buy extra packages of almond flour because I can't remember if we had any or not. I know yes or no right then whether I need to buy each ingredient on my list. And some stores like Target, there's free drive-up online ordering. Even if you don't have Instacart or Shipped, 
You can buy the groceries online through the Target app and then drive up. Someone will bring them to your car for free with no fees, no price increase. Also, on Instacart, I sometimes get random discounts pretty regularly. Sometimes even it'll be $20 off your next Costco order or something kind of huge like that. I obviously can't guarantee that will happen for you, but I do want to say that grocery delivery has been a huge blessing and totally worth the price. Also, you could ask for the yearly membership for your birthday or Christmas or something like that too if you can't justify the price. Instacart was a Christmas present to me last year, and now I'm so sold on it that even if it wasn't a gift, I would still pay for the yearly membership. You can also think of it as paying for a personal assistant. You're only paying for them one time a week or however often you get groceries, and you're only paying them a couple of dollars just to get your groceries, but what a blessing that is. If you can afford to swing it, consider yourself so blessed and just be really thankful for the gift of buying your time and the convenience of it. If you are really considering it now because of this episode, I would love for you to use my referral code. You get, I think, $30 off um, and I get $10 off once you make your first order. So that would be so kind if you use my code, but even if you don't, I will just be so happy for you to have free time back into your life and get your groceries delivered or do the free pickup. The ninth thing I'm loving right now is real paper, paper in my hand books. I am such a fan of online library books. I've talked about it on the podcast before. If you haven't heard me say it, get the Libby, L-I-B-B-Y app, join your local library and enjoy eBooks and audiobooks for 100% free. It is amazing. But I have this bad habit of reading really fast and starting and stopping multiple books at a time. And sometimes I can't even remember which books I've read or where I learned something that's in my brain. And people will say, like, did you read that book? And I'm like, huh, I think I started it, but I don't know. So I have, like, 50 tabs in my open mind at all times, and, like, 10 of them are in the form of audiobooks. So I'm trying to change my ways. This year for 2023, I have made it a goal to read more real paper books in my hand, and I have really loved it. It does help me focus on one thing at a time and help me better to remember the things I've read. So this is a two-part ninth thing, I guess, audio and eBooks and paper books. The 10th thing I'm loving right now is very related to the ninth thing, but number 10 thing I'm loving right now, the last thing on our list today is the local public library. This one is more related to my kids. It has been like one week of summer so far for us, and I'm just looking for ideas for the summer. And this one was such a hit. At our library, there are toys like a play kitchen, dinosaurs, a coloring table with pieces of paper and crayons. There's a little kid's computer table with headphones and games. It was actually a really fun activity while we were actually in the library. But also, the taking books home part was super fun for us too. I have always loved reading to my kids, but we eventually get tired of the same books, or I felt like I was spending a lot of money on books. You guys know me by now and how I declutter all the time. I don't keep every book we've ever bought, so it's just a lot of money spent and a lot of books being donated, which is great. But the library has been such a perfect solution for us. There was a sign in our library that said 1,000 books before kindergarten challenge, and I signed both my kids up. They got a little page with numbers to cross off every time they read a book, and they were so excited to come home and read as many books as they can to cross off all the numbers to complete the challenge. The librarian said for every 100 books, they get a big sticker to put on a separate page. Once you get 10 stickers, which would be 1,000 books, you get like a little tote bag or something. So the challenge part of it has been so fun for us already, and I've loved having such a larger variety of books to read to my kids, and it's all completely free. So I hope this encourages you to get out, go to your local library, and see what is available to you. That's all I've got this week for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Before we go, I'd love to say a little prayer and blessing for you guys. Dear Lord, thank you for every single person listening. Thank you for their intention to be a good mom, to reflect you to their family and children and communities. Please surround them with your favor. Give them supernatural joy and patience as they raise their precious children. Give us wisdom. Help us keep our priorities straight. 
Let all we do be for your glory, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for being here, friends. Until next time, let's elevate motherhood. Thank you.